listening to The Morning Bliss with Patricia Mandula. I say, I say, Africa must wake up. All right, it's time for our dynasty. <laughs> we are joined right now by a PhD candidate at the uh, University of Witwatersrand in Political Studies Department. He's also a research. Uh, his research topic, in fact, is a focus on the theories of revolutionary change in South Africa and has taught black consciousness, uh, thought, and politics. Our guest is Tabang Manike. Thank you very much for joining us, Tabang. Thank you so much, Patricia. How are you doing? I'm uh, critical but stable strong. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good today, yeah. I'm glad that you're good, uh, Tabang. So uh, this uh, morning, you're going to take us through um, what you do, uh, your, your, your thought process behind the group yeah. that you have started. Yeah, no, we've, um, thank you so much, uh, Patricia and, and everyone who's listening. Um, firstly, we started the Black Intellectual Praxis Group, um, at VITS, uh, which is a, a Black Intellectual Network Group. Um, and also it is a reading and writing group that includes, um, students from all faculties, from the engineering, Sciences, to medicine, to politics, um, all fields basically, to art as well. Um, one of the reasons why we decided to do to do this was um, precisely because um, we saw a problem um, that black students are always um, graduating at the end of the year, always. But the situation in our communities um, is not changing um, at any point in time. So we decided, you know what, let's let's create this group that will nurture uh be a home for black students, um and will also nurture them intellectually, you know, Patricia. Mm. And um it's it's also surprising that um in an institution like VAIDS uh you still have a situation where black students do not have um a home of their own where we can be nurtured, you know, um, intellectually. And this has, has a bearing on our academic knowledge and how it is practiced in society. So uh, that's one of the reasons why we created the group at the beginning of this year. So it's composed of undergrad students and postgrad students. We nurture undergrad students. And we also, you know, trying to mentor those who are in high school you know, um, when they come to um, the invest space, they can find a home where they can be mentored. And one of the initiatives that we decided to do was to create the student magazine because we, we saw a gap uh, on campus um, where, you know, there are no uh, innovative thoughts um, that are presented um, um, by black students. And... No, yeah. So this is their home. <clears throat> so we are we are looking for abstracts, um, you know, that are going to con- contribute to our inaugural issue of the magazine, um, which is the Black Praxis um, Journal. So we're looking for you know critical reviews. We're looking for essays. We're looking for 
um, you know, um, uh, photography essays, um, sculptures, uh, all manner of um, artistic production or cultural production uh, mixed with scientific um, innovations and research. And it's open to students and non-students, or should I say um, academic intellectuals and non-academic intellectuals um, from high school to your professional um, uh, field. If you knew Patricia can can submit something if you if you have you know. Mm. So so yeah so this is an initiative that we are doing uh, we are hoping to um, you know to to continue it um, we just this will be our experimental sort of like issue and yeah we'll take it from there. Um, Tabang, tell me something. When it comes yes. to the role that literature plays um, in, in in narrating a people, no matter which people we talk about here, what is that role? In fact, because um, most of us, some of us, um, of the literature departments, whether it's African literature or uh, English literature, so of course literature has always been uh, important in terms of narrating discourses and experiences um, of a people. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why we are so much uh, focused on um, at least writing down our narrative or capturing our narrative. Um, and that's why, you know, we are we are also working with high school students, you know, in programs such as critical reading, critical thinking, and critical writing. Because we feel like it's important um, for, you know, especially um, black culture to be narrated in such a way as we experience it, not from any other point of view. So literature is um, uh, also at the forefront of what we are doing. And can can this then um, be deemed as a way of... Uh, decolonizing, if I may so put it, education. Because if we have publications such as what you are putting together, um, where you are teaching black consciousness, a thought, and uh, politics mixed together, uh, can that address uh, the the way education is being um, delivered and the way it's being consumed? In fact, um, we also have uh, people who are doing um, their PhDs in education, their masters in education. So that's um, one of our main uh, goals, uh, Patricia. Um, it's important that we try to link the knowledge that we are producing in the university directly um, in, related to the communities. That's when our knowledge can be um, decolonized, so to say. Otherwise, knowledge just ends up or circulates in higher echelons or in higher institutions. And in that sense, then, you know, I mean, it becomes difficult for, let's say, a, 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 a child who's um, somewhere in Soweto, you know, um, who's doing their high school. It's important. It becomes difficult for them to relate to the university. So the university shouldn't be a, so uh, isolated, you know, um, ivory tower situation. So it's important that our knowledge uh, reflects and relates and um, solves the issues of the community. Otherwise, not then you know doesn't uh, decolonize um, 
our own society, you know. Um, that's why public consciousness is, you know, so important to um, what we are doing. The importance of self-worth, the importance of taking seriously intellectual thought, um, the importance of taking seriously intellectual thought in practice. That's why we are um, called black intellectual praxis. Praxis um, means uh, theory and practice putting your theory into practice and um, that's exactly what we are trying to do. Now, uh, uh, when I think of black consciousness, I I am reminded of uh, uh, the great uh, one to Stephen Baker, and mm-hmm. I ask myself, what role have uh, black consciousness leaders such as one to Stephen Baker played in your group's formation and how you are trajectorying forward? A very significant role. Um, if you remember. Um, one of um, the grievances that students had um, in the early 70s or uh, late 60s, early 70s, was that the education that was being provided didn't reflect the experiences of the people who were receiving that education, particularly um, black and African people as well. So if you look at, um, if you take that trajectory seriously, if you take that critique um, that um, uh, the militants of the black consciousness were leveling against the university, it's almost um, the same um, as um, our own historical juncture in the sense that um, there seems to be divisions between the student who's doing um, the art, there's a division between the students who are doing uh, politics and science, you know. So what we want to do is to use black consciousness um, to uh, uh, make sure that we are in the same space with all of these um, uh, uh, students. So hence, you know, um, we, we do not... Our this idea comes directly from the Black Consciousness Movement, um, and our program that we want to do with society also comes from the Black Community programs that were initiated by um, the social students um, at the time. So the difference is quite major. We that um, continue with um, this ideology or these ideas because they, they, for me, they seem to be more solid than any ideology that we have at the moment. Mm. Tabang, then comes uh, the issue of um, our history or our story or her story. It doesn't matter how you want to put it. Mm. Mm. Uh, It's always debatable. And I know here in our dynasty, when we have, um, you know, guests coming in to speak about various elements of African history, um, we, we will always ask the question, if it was not written originally, how do we know that it is gospel truth, <laughs> uh, the way yeah. our history is being narrated? But the question I'm going to ask you is, in the role of black consciousness, how important is it for our history and the, 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 for, for, the, for the sake of the mindset? But how important is it for our history to be taught in a correct manner from grassroots level to all South African students, the way they do in the United States? Mm, in fact, yeah, that's that's so important. And I remember, I think about some three weeks three weeks ago, there were um, Azanian philosophers 
um, in fact, elders from Soweto who uh, were initiating a project on their own um, of retelling um, the correct uh, history of uh, our nation, of our struggle, of our resistance against um, settler colonialism and apartheid at the same time. And um, these are some of the voices that are not included in the academic or the learning space, you know. So, and, you know, those anecdotes that they tell that we don't usually hear from the official discourses, you know, also is very, very, very empowering. So um, it's important that we try to include all perspectives and all um, uh, voices um, because our history, as you've just said, you know, is not one way, um, but it is so much broad. So um, history is the bedrock um, of our social and moral foundation, and it's important that we, through um, uh, such initiatives um, and using uh, PC ideologies or PC thought, you know, to try and relate our history in the most um, honest and faithful manner as possible. And this means that we have to um, go to uncomfortable terrains and, um, you know, mind the history of the people who, you know, have never been the higher upper echelons of our society or political parties and so on and so forth. That means history from the ground, reaching history from, you know, those places in the rural areas, those places in the township, in areas that have never been uh, given a chance to narrate their own history, which means we have to do, um, which means, in fact, this publication is um, important, you know, um, for retelling all of those stories as well. Yeah, very important. I I hear, um, and and since you are, um, you know, a, a lecturer in Black consciousness and uh, thought and politics, what's your current stance of, uh, the way how a political climate is when you look back to the founders or the forefathers of Black consciousness? It's um so disappointing. Firstly, um, that. Um, the majority of um, black people, the majority of the black masses are still, um, you know, in conditions of squalor. They're still in conditions where they can't find opportunities. They're still in in conditions where they're still stuck in their locations or townships or uh, rural areas, you know, um, where unemployment is rife where the standard of living has uh, so deteriorated and you ask yourself, you know, what was the meaning of the so-called 1984 breakthrough if, you know, more and more people you know, um, receive less and less opportunity or are treated by the state or political parties as just um, objects to be used, you know, um, when it comes to, you know, when, when the time of voting arrives. You know, um, no one really takes seriously um, the pains um, of uh, black people. I mean, you know, for more than 350 years, you know, um, but still black people find themselves in a situation whereby, you know, um, they're in the university, they're graduating, but the situation is not changing on the ground. You know, um, you end up being isolated as being the only one who's made it in your 
in your township or in your area. Uh, you end up moving out and going to other places to go invest there. You know, this is the situation that seems to be um, perpetuating itself. It reproduces itself. And um, it's a shame, in fact, you know, if you think about it, you know, um, what does, you know, of course, I'm sure students ask themselves most of the time, you know, in the university space as well. These spaces are not created for us, um, but we are in the 1994, um, you know, dispensation. You know, so so much um, is happening that one is bound to doubt any ideologies um, that is presented by any political party. And hence, uh, black consciousness ideology, um, you know, becomes very attractive because it advocates for self-worth, collective um, solidarity, you know, doing things not just for yourself, but also for your community, which is a and the moral that you know most students don't even embody or even because there's no one who will support it. So you know our politics, you know, would mean that we have to be um, authentic. Um, we have to work from the ground. We have to work from the communities since we are in these um, you know higher education learning spaces. You know, um, so um, uh, there's no there's no solution. For, for us except to take ourselves seriously, to organize ourselves within our communities, to work with our communities, you know, and provide um, the solution, you know, with the skills that are in, in these institutions. Otherwise, um, I'm, I don't see any, any other way for us except being used by politicians you know, every after five years to come and vote and, and so on and so forth. Now, you mentioned um, that uh, at uh, Black Militant Intellectuals Praxis Group, you are uh, starting your publication and you are looking for uh, people to submit articles. Tell us uh, how people can submit, how long these articles can be and where they can see their published works. Yeah, in fact, um, we are looking for Abstracts, uh, the closing date is on the 31st. Um, abstracts of about uh, 300, 250 to 350 words. Um, the full articles uh, uh, might be 1,500 words. Um, and we will be publishing, I think, around um, October for now. Um, so we'll have both uh, print and uh, digital copies. But we'll start with digital copies, of course. Um, and what else did you did you did you ask? So how do they how do they uh, submit? Um, there's a there's a if you see the flyer there, it has our um, uh, email address um, www um, uh, blackpraxis um, dot at gmail.com yeah it's blackpraxis at gmail.com uh, just send your 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 abstract or any photography essays that you may have Patricia any sculptures any cultural production that you think you know um, you know speaks to the theme of the issue which is a multiple spectrum of blackness and a multiple spectrum of blackness just means blackness the way you experience it in your own field, in your own creativity, in your own experience. You know, that's what we are looking for. And from different 
uh, geographical areas, you know, from the township to um, uh, the rural areas. So um, our themes, of course, you know, are decolonization, you know, critical spirituality, mathematical um, research, uh, politics of emancipation, you know, and, and more and more. Thank you so very much, um, Tabang. And I'm looking forward to uh, getting your publication once it's done. And uh, we've also, uh, through uh, the magic man, our, our show producer, who stands, we've posted yeah. all these details on how people can submit um, their abstracts uh, to you on our social media platforms. So, A-teamers, okay. go to our social media platforms at SAFM um, Radio. Thank you very much, Tabang. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Patricia. And thank you so much to Stanza as well.